You're about to hear the end of a conversation that Anthony and I have had. Are you ever curious about what we're talking about? Well, you can hear all of those conversations because those conversations in full are delivered to our patrons. Yep, you head to patreon.com slash we have concerns. You get all that bonus audio. You can also get early episodes and hangouts and secret mail. <gasps> patreon.com slash we have concerns to find out how. Easy. It's fun and easy to smack things. Good. And so keep smacking Just smack. Things. This is We Have Concerns. Hi, Jeff Kanata. Hi, Anthony Carboni. Hello, concerned citizens. I have very strong feelings about my favorite albums from certain bands. Oh, yeah. Very sure, strong of course. Feelings. We all do. I mean, you uh, music is a very emotional thing, and you get very attached to the, the things that you fall in love with. The associate. I mean... The other day, I was driving in my car and I pulled out a, a, a CD, a compact disc. You may not be familiar with them. Uh, my car still accepts them. Like a Blu-ray? Eh, uh, my car still happily accepts them as media. Yeah. Uh, so I pulled out an old CD from, from- How many miles do you get to a CD? That's not how it- Anyway, um, I pulled out uh, a, a New Order Republic. Oh, hell yeah. I can love that album. Yeah. I haven't listened to it in years. And I, I just happened to be in my car in this- of CDs that I have in my car because that's the only place that actually plays CDs still that I have in my world. Yeah. And I popped it in and I was immediately taken back, like tripped on the time at which I was listening to that in heavy rotation. Yeah. And I felt like that and smelled, smelled smells like that. Very powerful yeah. albums. And I think uh, there's sort of a, a, a weird randomness. Like I, you can meet somebody who is a, Big fan of New Order. Mm -hmm. And maybe you're a fan of New Order. And you're just like, yeah, one uh, best album, one, two, three. And yeah. you both will say a completely different album and like the same band for completely different reasons. Right, yeah. Even though they're the same band, functionally, from album to album, the change of their sound is usually pretty small. Mm -hmm. So this is uh, an article on Vinyl Me Please, which is very weird that Vinyl Me Please would be reporting on scientific data because they are a company that sends you a record every month. Mm, mm. So that's strange. I guess social media for brands does work every once in a while. It's working right now. Uh, it was sent in to us by Joshua Caleb on the Facebook, and it was written by Robert Spuller, who says his favorite U2 album is pop. What? Whoa. Fuck you, man. Fuck you right now. How dare you? Pop, of the course. answer is Joshua Tree, and it will always be Joshua Tree, and fuck you right now! So, people have strong opinions on the album Pop. It was widely considered to be one of the worst albums ever. Uh, it was I mean, I like considered... some songs from Pop. I, have, I own Pop. I, I like some songs from it. It's no fucking Josh. It's not even Octung Baby. It has, uh, it has the song uh, Disco Tech, which, if you remember the lyrics, go, ooh, Tadaka Daka, ooh. Discotech, ooh, yeah, Tadaka Daka, ooh, but it's really speaking to a, a universal feeling of ooh, yeah, I think you know, Daka Daka. just uh, working class Irish rock stars <laughs> writing songs that speak to the people. Um, but this is very interesting because he was like, "Listen, I, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I like pop. I know pop isn't a great album. It was the first U2 album I ever heard, huh? And that got me thinking. Yeah. There are a lot of bands where I, when if you say what's your favorite album by this person or this group it's often the first album i heard by that group. yeah 
I think that's very true. I mean, New Order is a great example. I fell in love with New Order, but the first album that I ever listened to from them was Republic. Yeah. So there are a couple of reasons for this. And I've often thought, it's been my theory that the first album you hear from somebody, same as like the first movie you see from a director, Mm. first book you read from an author, you don't have a pattern recognition in place for that author or that band. So it seems fresher and more new and different. Not just that, it also defines the rules of the pattern for you. You know what I mean? Right. So if you're talking about something like a schema, which is what's mentioned in this article, a schema is like a a sort of a set of of rules that data falls within, right? So you hear New Order's Republic, which I'm so glad that's the first album that we brought up on this episode (laughs) since it will just speak to so much of our audience. (laughs) Just a topical, timely reference when the like the only thing I can think of in my head as a cultural touchstone to remind people of Republic is the Blood Rave from <laughs> from Blade, from Blade, which yeah, was which also, also twenty years parents, ago. Yeah, uh, but anyway, thank you for that because now we're just going to keep mentioning Republic. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, like, you hear New Order's album, you hear Republic, you hear whatever the fuck the Blood Rave song is called, <laughs> and uh, that becomes what you think New Order is. Right. Where meanwhile, 10 years before that, right. somebody goes to a club in the 80s yeah. and they hear True Faith right. and they think New Order sure. is a synth pop band. Right. And you hear them as a dance electronic band, right. like an EDM band, and you two get together and you're like, yeah, I love New Order. They sound like this. Mm-hmm. And you point to that album because right. those are the rules that you've set up. And the farther a band strays from those rules for you, the less you like that particular album. Right. So you hear a lot about bands going back to like their roots or a director like going back to what made us love that director. Yeah. And it tends to be just like the first big thing that person did because that's what's in the cultural zeitgeist for that person. Is this just a fancy way of saying you never get a second chance to make a first impression? Kind of. Kind of, yeah. Because the first, you go, oh, I love these guys because this is the first time you've heard these guys. Yeah. And so that's what made you fall in love with it. So, I mean, there are- Like you said, Joshua Tree. Yeah. And then you said, Octoon Baby is fine. Octoon Baby is my favorite U2 album. It's the first U2 album I The answer is Joshua Tree. And again, we're arguing about U2, so we've already alienated our entire audience. (laughs) It's over. But it's more than just setting up these rules in this schema, like I thought. There's something, uh, there was a study published in 1968 called Attitudinal Effects of Mere Exposure. So this is a study that shows that the repetition of an object, a written character, a word, a sound, can make it more pleasant to the person observing it. This is, uh, you got to watch the entire first season. Watch the entire first season. It's going to suck, but watch the entire first season. Yeah, you know what? I hated the first three episodes, but now I kind of like all these people. I didn't like that song at first, but they played it on the radio every half hour. And now I'm kind of into it. I I get it. it. Right? So the idea of this is there's a certain amount of engagement that we have to make with something new. We have to wrap our heads around it. Mm. We have to decide how we feel about it. We have to build that schema in our mind. But we also have to like make a lot of decisions about how it makes us feel and what our opinion is. And then invalidate those decisions later when we heard it 400 times. Well, you know what? Um, I I like, uh, hey, I just met you. And this is crazy. Okay, I like that from Go. And anybody who didn't like Carly Rae Jepsen from Go is uh-huh. a mar- is a heartless monster. Okay. That's you, a heartless monster. I, hey, I, I warmed to it. I warmed to it. And you know what? It. And you know what? I'm bucking all the trends 
I'm bucking all this data and I'm saying emotion is an even better album. <laughs> she just keeps getting better and better. So here's what's up. Uh, that repetition doesn't just kind of make something into an earworm. Uh, it also makes it because it's more familiar. You don't have to think as much about it. You can join in with it, mm. right? You can't, you can't like tap along with the melody of something until you know that melody. You can't sing along with a song until you know the lyrics of the song. Right. So what they're saying by attitudinal adjustments from exposure is like, you can't really have fun with a thing until you have a certain amount of expertise with it. Right? Yeah. The first time you play a sport, you may hate it. And then you right. get better and better at it and you like it a little bit more and more because you can just play the game. You don't have to worry about like, oh, I didn't know that rule. Right. I didn't know that this does this. I didn't know to look over here. You can get used to anything is you, basically the idea. You, is, you know what? You'll end up anything. liking it if you just keep at it. <laughs> but not, I mean, getting used to it is like, that's definitely the kind of more malicious side of this. Yeah. Eat but, the, uh, eat the, the tasteless uh, insect paste long enough and you'll go, you know what? I'm looking forward to today's insect paste. Yeah. But what it's also saying is like, we enjoy things on a higher level when we understand them more. Mm, yeah. Which is, which is like, there are kind of two sides of it. Right. Okay. So there's a side where it's like, you can get used to anything that's trash if, if it gets thrown in your face long enough. Right. But the other side of it is like, Hey, if you take the time to get rid of the friction between you and this thing, mm-hmm you'll probably enjoy this thing on another level. Yeah. Um, or I can have listened uh, constantly to Red Hot Chili Peppers and never like them. They right. just hate them more and more. You can hate them more and more. Uh, I bet if I dug, if I like hired a private detective to go through your history <laughs> uh, when Under the Bridge came out and found people who knew you, yeah. I would be able to throw some sort of recording in your face that said, fuck you, you liked the Chili no, Peppers I, I, at one I point. bought Blood Sugar Sex Magic. I, I'll cop to that. I, blo- I bought it. Blood Sugar Sex Magic is an album that your father has, probably on <laughs> CD or maybe even on a cassette tape. <laughs> Ask your dad to play Blood Sugar Sex Magic yeah. for you. He'll really love that. But what is your favorite Radiohead album? Uh, it's OK Computer. Is it really? Yeah. Mm. It's OK Computer. Um, so that's the first one you heard? It was. Yeah. Yeah. And I went back. Well, I mean, I heard the singles from Pablo Honey first. Yeah. Because everybody did. But the right. first one I bought was okay computer. And so that's the first album that I listened to all the way through. Yeah. It all, it all comes down to that first album. I think that's a very accurate assessment is that the thing you fell in love with is the reason you fell in love with it. And you're constantly comparing all subsequent things to that first love. Uh, there was an experiment that was done to sort of prove this attitudinal, uh, effect of exposure where, um, a listener has played the same song repeatedly and each time indicates, uh, via a slider, when they feel the music getting tense, mm. you know, like a song's high point. Uh, at the beginning, they like reg- when he says discotheque, the 400th. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the first time mm-hmm. a subject listens to a song, they actually register the tension after the climactic high point of the song. Huh. As the listens pile up, the slide gets earlier and earlier because they're learning where the buildup is. Right. They're learning where that sweet drop is, man. <laughs> they're like, is it happening yet? It's like, yeah. That's pretty rad. That was pretty rad. Yeah, it's very good. We're very good at music. We're very good at music and not annoying at all. So they're configuring the way they're orienting so that they're kind of thinking through and experiencing what 
is about to happen mm. as opposed to experiencing the song as it's happening. And there's something that we've kind of learned when we talked about uh, a little bit about the science of spoilers and the, and the science of kind of formulaic stories is we like- There's a joy in the familiar. There's a joy in- being a step ahead. Yeah. Right? That's why that's why TV I know it's going to happen. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it feels so I good. I saw that twist coming the moment before. I'm it happened. so smart. Yeah. S M R T. <laughs> um but yeah, that's the thing is the best stories, the best like crime stories are written. Like if you watch like right now we have my mother-in-law is staying with us and I love her to death. Uh, Whoa, she's, that's a weird transition from crime story. What are you going to do to your mother-in-law? Murder her, and you saw it coming. I did, and that makes you a good story detective. It felt so good, right? Uh, but she's recovering from a surgery, and so she's watching. She's just laying around. She can't do anything else. Yeah. She's watching like a lot of those TV like crime team shows. Mm. So your right NCISs now, and your right now she's going through like Criminal Minds, the one mm. with Mandy Patankin. Oh, I love a I love a good Patankin. Uh, love a good Patankin, and. It's you know really why? Funny because the first the first Patankin was my, was Princess Bride Patankin. Yeah, that's why I fell in love with Patankin. So she's watching this, and she's feeling that thing where like there is a point written in all of these shows where you are supposed to be one step ahead of the detective, right? Mm, right. There's a point in the first beat of a scene where the audience figures out what the detective is going to figure out at the end of the scene. Right. And then the trick to writing a show like that is at the end of the scene when the detective figures it out. The writer also throws in a twist that they literally gave you no clue about. Right. Yeah. So then you're hooked for the next scene so you can get a beat ahead of the detective again. Yeah. And that's kind of the way we enjoy all good things up to and including music. We know, oh shit, here comes that cool part. Yeah. Where it goes like, like it's about. It's a little different than what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. It's just like the Patankin. Well, they say that all of these pop, pop stars, pop music, people who are particularly good at it, and this usually comes down to the producer more than the band. Yeah. They know to change their sound just enough to keep the old audience hmm. while throwing in just enough change to grow the audience and keep their old audience engaged. If a band puts out three albums that sound kind of exactly the same in a row, everybody talks about how that band just fucking sucks. Yeah. We thought they were going to be the next big thing and then everything they did sounded the same. But you need it to sound a little bit the same because you have then you have a situation like pop where you two came out with this album Too where different. all of a sudden yeah. it was just a fucking electronic literal pop album. Yeah. And everybody said, fuck you, you two. This is why the Criminal Minds soundtrack is so good. Yeah. It's the same principles at play. They're so good. Criminal Minds, actually, I was listening to it, like I was watching and listening. Criminal Minds was from like maybe the last they started the show in 2003. Yeah. They were still writing like a lot of original music cues per episode. <laughs> and I was just kind of like, whoa, I forgot that shows used to spend money on this. Yeah. Yeah. Like TV shows now have like three themes that they reuse, but it was kind of crazy listening to Criminal Minds like use specific music cues for every episode. Hmm. So you're right, Jeff. The Criminal Minds soundtrack <laughs> is exactly what you said. So you are a detective again. Yeah. I'm really going to branch out. I think I'm going to work on some uh, music-related murders. I wouldn't. No? No, I wouldn't go into Too different? Too different? Yeah, it's not what people want from you. Okay. Maybe the go into like, maybe go into a show that's a little more about music or crime. Mm, I do like a show it. that's like this, but about crimes. <laughs> then we do have, a show about music. We have crime cerns? We have crime cerns. We have... Yep, that's it. <laughs> I think we'll just end it there because that's a high note. 
Yeah. That's uh, what people expect from me. I want you to go through, if you're listening, I want you to go through, if you're a big movie person, think of your favorite directors and think of what your favorite movie by that director is. Think of your favorite writers. Think of your favorite. Is it the first thing of theirs that they did? Yeah. Do you love the first thing? Or not the first thing that they did, the first thing that you digested of The first thing that you found by that person. Is it your favorite? Let us know. I bet that would be a very high percentage. I think it will be. Yeah. I think it'll be very interesting. For me, I looked at it and it's mostly- the second. Huh. And I think it's- Because you're slow. Because I'm a little slow. <laughs> uh, no, I think, I, I think I'm sort of one of those people where I, I like to have that pattern in my brain to analyze it. Huh. Interesting. And, and I like to see it change a little bit. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then decide whether the person is good at what they do. Right. It's weird. I, I, and I never thought about it that way until I read this article. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, we would love to know if what patterns hold true for you and your favorite creators. You can let us know on Twitter. I'm at A Carboni. I'm at Jeff Canada. And you can hashtag those criminal minds because I think that show is canceled. Yeah, they're not even using that they're anymore. They're not even using it. Nobody's using it. Yeah. Uh, and hey, why don't you give us money? Please give you, us money. You thought I was going to do the Facebook one. I did? Yeah, but I did the money one, which you also know. Yeah. But Both are familiar. I swapped it up a little bit and now you want to give us money. Ah. <sighs> You do Brilliant. that by heading to- It's like we- you have your own criminal mind, I'm Anthony. sort of a Patankin. <laughs> you are a Patankin. Uh, head to wehaveconcerns.com slash shop and see all the cool stuff that you can give uh, your money to us in exchange for. Or just because. Oh yeah, if you want to give us money just because, that's patreon.com. Yeah, baby. Concerns.